Welcome to this new episode of the European Hoops podcast. We cover the EuroLeague and the top FIBA events. I am André and this is our basketball expert, Diogo Valente. Hi guys, hope everything's doing okay with y'all. We are here for another episode of European Hoops podcast. So, André, let us know, man, what do we have for today? Today we will be recapping the decisive fifth day of the FIBA World Cup, where groups A, D, E and H took the court for their last game of this first round. Ready to go over everything that happened? Yeah, for sure. Uh, this was a, a day of decisions, obviously. Uh, we now know which teams advance from each of these groups, so let's get into it. We start with Group A and with the game between Angola and Dominican Republic. Angola brought the physicality that we expect from them, but Dominican Republic showed that uh, they are the most talented team and came out of the Group A in first place and without losses, what is very important, being set to battle with Serbia on the next round for a spot in the quarterfinals and for the top spot of the next group in the quarterfinals that can allow them to dream with a medal game. After Dominican Republic winning the first quarter 20 to 11 Angola showed some character once again as we have seen them doing throughout this tournament and was able to reduce the deficit to only five points heading into halftime they kept fighting and uh, heading to the fourth quarter they were up one point then Dominican Republic kept their composure and uh, were able to retake control of the game in the fourth quarter Bruno Fernando fouled out with uh, over five minutes to play, but Angola didn't back down. And with just under three minutes to end the game, a windmill, windmill dunk from Silvio de Souza tied the game at 65. The Dominican Republic went on a 10-0 run to guarantee this win, with the final score being 75-65. to For Angola, Silvio de Souza was the best on the floor, with 19 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals and 1 block. And a note for Bruno Fernando that despite falling out, he had left the game earlier with an injury that seemed somewhat serious, but he returned to the game and gave everything that he had for his country, so that's not worthy. In a, a quiet game for Carl Anthony Towns with uh, the big man dealing with foul trouble and playing only 15 minutes. It was the dynamic duo of Andres Feliz and uh, Victor Lees that stepped up, ending the game with uh, 17 6 and 2 and 13 8 and 1 uh, in three steals for Victor Lees, respectively. As I give you the floor, Duke, let me just say that Angola defense and fighting spirit deserves all the praise that we can give them. 100 percent uh, i think they were one of the biggest surprises in the in the world cup in this first phase uh, i think one of the best teams in the tournament defensively they they did a great, a great job today holding the dominican republic to 75 points uh, i think the the problem for them today was that they wasn't able to to hit the three-point shots like they did against the philippines and that's why i don't think they, they were able to win uh, but a, a great job by them they they got a win which I don't think anybody expected. So they beat the Philippines. They will now fight for a, an Olympic spot in the African continent. And I, I think they, they played pretty good throughout these three games. Uh, as far as Dominican Republic, in the end, the, the better team won. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns with those foul troubles didn't really have a good game, but other guys stepped up and ultimately they, they got the win for, for their country. 
and watch out for Angola because they will be playing with two out of South Sudan, Puerto Rico and China. And if no African teams qualify to the top 16, they will be in the fight for that Olympic slot. And that will be a very interesting second round group. For the Dominican Republic, their talent level allows them to dream big on this uh, World Cup. And their matchup with Serbia should be a very interesting one. It will come down to the ability to be consistent across the game. That's where they have been lacking and that's what can elevate their level of play and their aspirations. Let's now look into the game that decided the second team from this group to advance into the top 16, the game between the host Philippines and Italy. Behind an amazing home crowd, the Philippines came into this game looking for their first win on this World Cup and uh, trying to reach a needed 12 points or more win to move into the top 16. They also need to collect wins if they want to aspire to compete for the Asiatic Olympic slot. The hosts had a good start to the game and by the end of the first quarter they had the 23-20 to 20 lead but Italy answered with a 28-16 to 16 second quarter and at halftime they had a 9-point lead powered by good shooting. Um, in the first half they went 9 out of 21 for, from 3 and uh, taking good care of the ball making only 5 turnovers against 9 from the Philippines on that first half. In the second half, Italy was able to keep the pressure and keep improving their lead. And with uh, 3 minutes and 10 seconds to play, they had an 88-71 to 71 lead. The Philippines were then able to keep Italy scoreless for 2.5 two minutes and uh, went on a 10-0 run to cut the lead down to 7 with one forty-three to play. But Italy was able to hold on Philippines' momentum and secure the 90-83 to 83 win behind uh, a good team effort where their transition game ability to dominate the Philippines in the paint and good three-point shooting with uh, them finishing the game 17 from 41 from deep guaranteed them the, this win. Despite Italy not being uh, the fine-tuned machine that uh, we both expected for this World Cup, they managed to move into the second round in the second place where they will need to elevate their performance in order to aspire to reach the quarterfinals. What are the main improvements you identify for them as being key? Well, I think number one, for sure, the, the shooting aspect, even though today they were pretty good at shooting the three points uh, from the three, uh, they made 17 threes. So that was pretty good to see today offensively. But I think defensively, I expected so much more from them. Uh, obviously, led by their coach, I think the energy and the being together was always a... Um, a characteristic for, for this team, and they're mm-hmm. not showing that at all. Uh, I think today against the Philippines, they, they gave up a lot of offensive rebounds. They they lost the rebounding battle. And even though we all know Italy is not a, a big team as far as having like centers, because they have Meli and Polonara who are not true centers, but uh, the Philippines are not a big team either. And the fact that they allowed so many offensive rebounds and they were just bad defensively, allowing 83 points to the Philippines, uh, I just think that they need to to focus on that part of the game for sure because offensively, like they're, they're going to make shots. Like they have guys who can score, so they're going to make shots. I just think they need to lock in defensively 
and really step up their defensive game. Yeah, they need to step up their team defensive defense to be able to compete at higher level if they want to aspire to move into the quarterfinals and if they want to aspire to reach a medal game, they need to to play better and to play with more energy and let's see if they are able to take that step forward. They will have a, a very hard matchup with uh, Serbia next and uh, then they will be playing one of South Sudan, China or Puerto Rico. They are on the fight, but right now they are not in the best situation. Let's see if they are able to improve and uh, surprise uh, in their game against Serbia. And after looking into this Group A, it is time to look into Group D, where Egypt came into their game with better energy and determination than Mexico. And after one quarter of play, they were up 30 to 16 while shooting 81% from the floor. They didn't slow down much in the second quarter, and at halftime, Mexico was leading by 24, dominating the, the game across the board. A prideful Mexican team that, as we know, they never back down. They came into the second half trying to find some momentum and won the third quarter 21-18. But uh, this was Egypt game. They controlled the momentum of the game once again in the fourth quarter to cement their lead. And the final score was 100-72. Hamin was the MVP of the game with 22 points, 6 rebounds, 10 assists and 2 steals. While the youngster Patrick Garden made the most of his 27 minutes, ending the game with 20 points and 7 rebounds. This wasn't a game with much history, but Egypt is leaving a good image during this World Cup. And uh, with uh, this win, they keep their Olympic dream alive. Have you been surprised by them? Yeah, uh, I have. Uh, I had them as one of the, the worst teams in the competition when we did our power rankings. And they've surprised me, for sure. Because even though they lost the first two games with uh, Montenegro and Lithuania... They showed the ability to be competitive at times, and I thought today was going to be a close game that I thought it could fall for either team, and they just dominated Mexico. Like I really wasn't expecting this. They they completely dominated the rebounding battle. They were better on basically every facet of the game. They dominated the paint, and they defended at a high level. Even though they had more turnovers, uh, they didn't allow Mexico to capitalize on those. So this was a, a great win by Egypt. And they for sure surprised me during this first stage. Absolutely. Egypt made their claim to the third place in this group. Let's now look into the battle for the first that uh, took place today between Lithuania and Montenegro. A game that can have big implications on who moves into the quarterfinals as these two teams are expected to battle Greece to alongside with United States to qualify into the quarterfinals. It was as expected a battle of giants with uh, these two teams front courts being dominant in this uh, tournament so far. The game started with a high scoring first quarter where Montenegro had a 20 to 26 lead. Lithuania was able to step up defensively and uh, in the second quarter they only allowed 13 points from uh, Montenegro and they ended, they won that quarter 22 to 13. They went into a half time with an 8 point lead. At uh, this point of the game, the three-point shooting was one of the major factors, with Lithuania shooting 75% from deep, converting six attempts, while Montenegro was four out of 17. Lithuania's superior depth was another big factor, with their second units dominating Montenegro bench in this early stages of the game. But this same trend continued into the second half, where Lithuania depth was just too much for Montenegro, with the Lithuanians coming out of this game with an impressive 91-71 state win behind an MVP performance by Jokobaitis with uh, 19 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal and 1 block, while for Montenegro Vosevic, 19 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, 
two steals, one block weren't enough for them to be competitive during this game. Lithuania has now a serious claim into reaching the quarterfinals and the dream about uh, going all the way into a medal game. Do you agree with me on this? I do, I do. Uh, Lithuania is surprising me. Like I expected them to be the, be the best team in this group, but uh, the way they're playing has been pretty impressive in, in my opinion. Uh, I didn't expect them to blow out Montenegro like this and, and they played a hell of a game. And guys like, obviously, we expected Jakubaitis and Valenciunas to be the, the main guys here. But I think a guy that goes, uh, that is totally underrated here is Kuzminskas. I think his IQ and his ability to complement these guys uh, is very important. And he helped them a lot today. Uh, I think for Montenegro, I think they took too long to involve uh, Vucevic in the game. And then they are not getting much contributions from Dublevic, which I thought would be a, an important piece to this team. But then Lithuania just out-rebounded them easily and they were able to, to play comfortably, comfortably in the second half. And Jokubaitis has been playing very good. And again, their depth uh, kind of is the difference maker against a team like Montenegro that is kind of doesn't have as much rotation as Lithuania. So uh, this was a very important win for Lithuania, obviously. Uh, I think they now are, I think the favorites between them, Montenegro and Greece, I would say Lithuania has asserted themselves as, as the favorites to advance along with the USA. So this was a, a very good win for them. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. I had them a slight favorites before the tournament and I think that margin is a bit wider right now as them being the favorites between those two, three teams and uh, even the, the margin of this victory can even help them in a potential three-way tie with uh, Greece and Montenegro if that eventually happens but I am favoring them on the, their match with uh, Greece and one of the things that have been impressing me on this World Cup with uh, Lithuania is the physicality that uh, they are able to, to have defensively and that causes some issues to their opponents and uh, that makes me confident in picking them to be able to qualify to the quarterfinals but let's uh, now go into the group e where germany and australia advanced to the top 16 with uh, franz wagner still not able to take the court he was on the sideline on a walking boot finland coming into the this game with energy as we expected them to they tried to fight hard and in the first quarter they were able to build an early 22 to 17 lead with uh, unusual four early turnovers by germany playing a part on that start of to the game. Germany was able to take over the control of this game with an 18-5 start to the second quarter and a 8-0 run to start the third quarter, building a lead too big for Finland to be able to come back. The 29 assists by Germany and the turnover disparity with 9 for Germany uh, even after the, those early four turnovers in the game and 18 for Finland, twice as many tell the story of this game. In the, the end, it came down to the strongest team imposing themselves after a slow start and uh, dominating the game. Germany advances into the top 16 without losses and uh, is in great shape to dream with uh, a medal and compete for a place in the final. Franz Wagner is a big deal. His uh, potential injury is a big deal for this German team, but the German aspirations are legit, just as we expected when we previewed this World Cup. Wouldn't you agree? For sure. I think they are one of the most well-prepared teams in this competition. The fact that they Absolutely. are doing this without without Franz Wagner, like beating Australia by itself was already a, a nice accomplishment, but then blowing out Finland like this, uh, and again, uh, I am a bit disappointed in Finland, but that doesn't take away the credit for Germany because of they've, course, been playing, of course. Yeah, they've been playing such amazing basketball. 
the ball movement, the pace, like they're playing the right way. Uh, Schroeder leading the way for them is very important. I think a guy like Bonga has been amazing for them and stepping up while Franz Wagner has been hurt. So I think as a team, they just function so well collectively and they deserve to, to advance, obviously. So I'm very excited to see what they're going to do in the next stage. Uh, I think Friends will eventually come back, but uh, it's very good to see them being able to win games like this without him, for sure. They have it incredible and they play such a high-level basketball. They they need to be some of the favorite. They have a potentially good bracket. Let's see how that unfolds. And they will be certainly on a battle with Slovenia in the second group to potentially decide the first place of that group. But Australia also will have a word to say on that group. After Germany securing three wins and the leadership of this group E, the winner of the game between Australia and Japan that we are getting to next, will take the second place. And the Australians were able to secure the 20-point win that uh, ensured that uh, they would continue to fight in this World Cup with uh, a tall challenge ahead as they will likely need to beat uh, Luka Doncic, Slovenia and Georgia on the next round for the one of the two top spots that uh, guarantees a place in the quarterfinals and they go with a disadvantage after losing against Germany in this group. The game atmosphere in Japan has been amazing and today was no exception to that. And in front of their fans, Japan fought to become one of the surprises of this World Cup. Australia talent and the physical advantage proved to be too much to overcome, despite Japan just like they did against Finland, going in a ultra hot third quarter where they scored 35 points. Australia physical advantage was in display with a 68 to 34 advantage in points in the paint. Xavier Cooks was the MVP of the, the game with 24 points, 16 rebounds, 2 assists and 2 blocks. While for Japan, Hawkinson shined again with 33 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal and 1 block. I would say that the Japanese fans can be proud of their team. They surprised and they came out of this group with a win that, that uh, allows them to keep fighting for the Asiatic Olympic slot. Australia was able to come out of this difficult group and uh, move into the top 16. What surprised you the most? Well, I think the biggest surprise for me uh, was that Australia honestly won the rebounding battle in all three games. Uh, I think missing Landell would be a, a big knock for them, but they have been able to to have guys step up and, and play that role. So I think that's a, a pretty positive point for Australia. Uh, yeah. For Japan, obviously... Their fans should be very proud of this team because they were able to beat Finland. And I don't think many people would have picked them to, to come out of this <laughs> group with a win. Yeah. yeah, so great job by them for sure. And even against Germany and Australia, they lost and they lost by like 20 points. But they were able to, to play good basketball and to perform at a, at a decent level. So I think Japan should, should be happy with what they've done in these three games. And for Australia... Uh, I just think their ability to play defense and to force turnovers is, is very high. So I, I think they're going to be a very competitive team in the next stage. If they advance is another question because that loss against Germany without Franz Wagner, uh, I think that's a game that they should have won. So that might cost them in, in the near future, but we'll see what happens. They are obviously one of the best teams in the tournament. And I think they will have a, a big battle with Slovenia. Yeah, the game between Slovenia and Australia is so, it's a game that we all will need to mark in our calendars because 
it probably will decide the team that will move with uh, Germany into the quarterfinals because of that disadvantage that Australia has on the uh, the head-to-head against uh, Germany. It will certainly be a very interesting one and uh, the Slovenia-Germany game also has potential to be very competitive. But uh, let's move our focus to the Group H and uh, we saw a demotivated France coming into a game against Lebanon that were seeking their first win. With a 18 to 12 start, they were ahead with about five minutes played. Araki was being able to break France defense and uh, at will. And uh, with 70 minutes played in the first half, he already had uh, 21 points. And with uh, him on the bench, Lebanon offensive creation ability was lacking and France was able to go on a 8-0 run to take the lead at halftime 38-37. to The struggles continued to France in the second half and in the third quarter with Lebanon heading into the fourth with a one-point lead. France was able to put themselves together and with a 27-20 to fourth quarter, they locked this win. With this loss, Lebanon moves into the next round without any wins. And uh, with a hard path ahead to conquer the Asiatico leaping slot. But they gave a very good shot today and they, they show uh, some fighting spirits in them. The highlight of this game goes entirely to Arakshi, that in 37 minutes was able to score 29 points and deliver four assists. This has been a really disappointing World Cup for France that uh, have to keep their composure for the two more games that they will have on the next round and defend the color of their country. Despite not uh, being on the fight for anything from a competitive point of view, they will need to step up and show up for games and uh, perform better than they did today. Yeah, uh, I think this here is is one thing that's very unfair for other teams because France is going to play the Olympic Games at home next year. So they don't really have nothing to do in the rest of the World Cup and it's been reported that Gobert has been shut down and then all three centers didn't play today. So it's kind of, it kind of sucks, this whole situation. But uh, as far as the game, uh, I mean, France, without all of their bigs, uh, Yabuzeli played a, a good game and Fournier, of course, scoring the ball. But again, similarly to the other two games, he, he was scoring at will in the first half and then kind of slowed down in the second one. Uh, Batum played a decent game for his standards at, like, at what's expected of him in t- today's game. But uh, like you mentioned, uh, Arachi played a, a hell of a game with 29 points and gave Le- Lebanon hope for, for this game. And you can possibly say they deserved to win because they stayed in it to, throughout the game. Even when they were down, they kept fighting. fighting. So I think this was a, a good game. But uh, for France, I mean, I, I don't really like... The fact that they are now sitting guys and just it's a matter of pride like you gotta you're playing for your country you gotta go all the way regardless of what spot you're gonna end up in just play until the end try to win every game and just live with the results uh, that's what i would do but i mean it is what it is we're just gonna have to see what they do going forward. Yeah, I understand that there are more factors to it, but at the same time, it is like I said, it's a matter of pride and you're playing for your country and you don't go there to give a two-game effort and leave. Let's see if France is able to show up for their remaining two games that will decide where they went, where they end in this World Cup. But they are obviously out of the, the fight for medals and they are 
probably the biggest disappointment of this World Cup. And I think that's fair to say. But let's move to the last game of the day, Canada against Latvia. A game that will decide the first place of this Group H. Before the game, we had uh, bad news for Latvia with uh, team captain Daris Bertans being out for the rest of the tournament. The game started with the off-ball movement and shooting ability that made me fall in love with this Latvian team in full display. With the European team leading by 10 after the first quarter, was especially impressive defensive efforts, keeping Canada to only 13 points. With Roland Schmitz in full trouble playing only six first half minutes, Canada had a strong second quarter, scoring 30 points to get their first lead of the game with a halftime buzzer. With uh, the 10 offensive rebounds by Canada being a decisive factor for them to be able to keep the pressure on Latvia and come back during this uh, second quarter of the game, Canada started the second half with a 10-2 run in uh, one and a half minutes. Schmitz and Dylan Brooks both had uh, quick falls in the second half with both players being in full trouble with uh, four falls each with uh, Banky deciding to keep Schmitz in the floor and Jordi deciding to bench Dylan. Canada looked quicker and more energetic than Latvia in the start of the second half but Latvia was able to come back with a 10-2 run of their own to make it a one-point game but uh, Shea took over the game and he is absolutely incredible and with him scoring 10 of the team last 12 points in the third quarter Canada ended the quarter with a 10 point lead Schmitz being in full trouble limited Latvia but uh, the team was able to show their high level of competence while Canada show their high level of talent in this game uh, being able to bounce back after a strong start by Latvia and securing their first place of this group with a 101 to 75 win with the game opening up for them in the later stages of the game. Canada are the favorites to move into the quarterfinals on the second round group, while Latvia should be on a fierce battle with Spain and likely Brazil that will be playing with Cote d'Ivoire for that last spot on this group of next round. With uh, the key improvements for Latvia being clearly their three-point shooting after today going 10 out of 36 from deep, but uh, we know that uh, they can and that they will be able to do better and those matchups will be must watch ones with Latvia being a serious quarterfinals contender. The MVP of this game was SGA with 27 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists and 2 steals. While for Latvia the best on the floor was Rodion Skurut with 14 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals and 1 block. And let me take a moment to just uh, highlight Rodion Skurut that uh, on the game against France had to defend Fournier and uh, today on the first half he had the assignment on the Shea for uh, many moments of the game. Besides that, on the second half, with uh, Schmitz being limited with falls, he took a, a bigger role offensively. And um, while players like uh, Schmitz, like Davies, like Jagers are big part and determinant players for this Latvian team. Korutz has been playing a very important role for them and, and it's a big piece for them moving forward. But uh, Diogo, having Kelly Olenek all-around game and Shegel's Alexander dominance that is absolutely incredible are just a pleasure to watch, isn't it? Man, absolutely, man. This Canada <laughs> team, it has been growing on me. Like, I was high on them already, but they've been playing such great basketball and especially defensively. They've been doing such an amazing job. And then when you have RJ Barrett hitting threes like he did today, Shea yeah, just dominating the game in every way possible. Uh, Olenek is such a good player for this FIBA format. And a guy like Nikola Alexander-Walker coming off the bench and just making shots and doing a bit of everything. I think Canada is such a, a complete team. And when they when they lock in defensively, like they are so hard. 
to to go against because they are strong physically and they are long. They they're just so good overall. Uh, as far as Latvia, I think they started the game very well, but then when Canada started to to be more aggressive defensively, I think Latvia they they kind of became stagnant a little bit offensively, and for a team like them. Uh, which the main characteristics are the, the not only the ball movement but the player movement with guys cutting yeah, the off ball movement yeah exactly yeah guys cutting and showing up at the right spots i think they liked a little bit of that especially in the second half and when they did do those things like it went well and they had open shots and made shots but uh but they they wasn't able to do that at a consistent basis in the second half and that's why i think they wasn't able to to hang up with canada but uh, i think latvia is a, a serious threat to, to Spain and Brazil, uh, even though, obviously, they need to, to be on point with the, the three-point shooting because today it was very bad for their standards, of course. And, and I think Canada is one of the favorites in this tournament, for sure. Like They've been very good. Very, very good. Canada is certainly up there. I also really liking to see the way that they play. I'm Jordi Fernandez. Great coaching performance during this World For Cup. Sure. He's up there For with sure. anyone. The adjustments and the ability that he has to, to read the game and make those adjustments, it's up there with almost anyone. And uh, that's exactly what I was saying. Canada had the ability to impose, impose their physicality. We know that Shea and Kelly offensively, they will perform and they will be incredible. Nobody will be able to, to stop Shea, but uh, being able to try to limit them as much as possible is key and for Latvia it's uh, like you said the off-ball movement needs to be there and uh, if they are able to impose that they are just such a good and consistent team it's about doing that for the 40 minutes of the game and be able to respond to the adjustments that the other team makes and uh, if Jordi is great Banky is also one of the best coaches of this World Cup and he's doing <laughs> a great great job with this Latvian team like I said watch out for them on the Eurobasket but also watch out for them during this World Cup they are contenders for the, the quarterfinals it won't be easy against Spain and against Brazil and we will preview all of that we will release a preview about what to expect of the second round and uh, certainly those will be very very good matchups with uh, Canada being at this moment the favorite to come out on top of that group and if United States confirms that they come out on top of their group and both of those teams win the quarterfinals we will have a hell of a semi-final game between uh, Canada and United States this takes us to the end of today's episode for more World Cup and uh, EuroLeague coverage Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Eta0League and subscribe to the podcast to not miss out on our new episodes. My name is Andre and I will be talking with you guys tomorrow. Bye guys. See you on next episode.